Welcome to Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. Where I help you go through some of the overlooked health issues that we as women go through during womanhood. Welcome to another episode of Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. This week, I'm going to be talking to you about diet, nutrients and macros. So what is a balanced diet? A balanced diet is eating a wide variety of foods in the right proportions, may I add, and also the right consumption of water to achieve and maintain a healthy body. It's as basic as that, okay? What are the foodstuffs required for a balanced diet? For a balanced diet, you basically need carbohydrates, proteins, fats, fibre, vitamins and minerals, and water. Then I hear you ask, why is a balanced diet so important? A balanced diet provides the energy that we need to keep active throughout the day. Yeah, it provides all the nutrients we need for growth and repair, keeping our bodies strong and healthy. The FSA, which is the Food Standards Agency, which is an independent government department, along with the UK Eat Well Guide, which is also a government policy tool, They advise that women should consume around 2,000 calories a day and men consume 2,500 calories a day. But as I always say, we are not a monolith, we are individuals. The FSA, which is an independent government department, along with UK Eat Well Guide, which is also a government policy tool, advises that women should eat, well, adult women should consume around 2,000 calories a day and adult men should eat 2,500 calories per day. But as I always say, we are not a monolith and we are individuals. So therefore, as an individual, we have different ideal daily intakes of calories depending on our age, our metabolism and levels of physical activity. So someone that sits at their desk all day at work doesn't really move will need a different calorie intake to someone that's woken up gone to the gym at lunchtime goes for a run then goes back to the gym to finish up later on that night it just goes to show that calories are dependent on certain attributes our physical activity and some other factors macronutrients so macronutrients are a group of nutrients found in food that give us energy If I break these down, these are three building blocks. These are proteins, carbohydrates and fats. No matter what training plan that you follow, whether it's restrictive or not restrictive, all three are essential in our diets for a healthy life. So from school, we know that protein is a building block. Proteins build muscle. If we are in protein deficit, it can have a detrimental effect on our health. It can impair our immune system and its function. We'll see muscle loss. And within children, you'll see a stunted growth. But it's quite difficult to have reduced protein in our daily diets here in the UK. You'd have to make a concerted effort to do so in order to reduce your protein considerably for it to cause damage. Other symptoms can include swelling, anemia, hair loss, and reduced bone density. A fat-free diet for a few weeks can result in a lack of energy. So you'll be short on energy and you'll also feel quite sick. 
The lack of fats can also result in cells being damaged. That's quite the extreme. We know that fats help the body absorb fat-soluble vitamins. The fat-soluble vitamins are vitamin A, vitamin D and vitamin E. Fats also help the body to produce hormones. And it's well known, and it's happened to me as well, when, for instance, you prep for a bodybuilding competition, we have to cut. Cutting means you cut the body's fat percentage. Now, I've been known to go down to below 10% body fat. When I do go down to that body fat, I stop having periods. They stop altogether. As soon as I stop cutting, or as soon as I actually do that competition, and it's happened twice now, as soon as I finish that competition, say Saturday night, Sunday, I wake up and I will have come on. It's, it's probably psychological, I don't know, but that's what happens to me. Carbohydrates provide the body with glucose, which is converted into energy and used to support the body function and physical activity. If the consumption of carbohydrates are reduced significantly, which will mean a higher proportion of protein in the body and a higher proportion of fats, this can tilt the body into ketosis, which is what we know as the keto diet, but not all low-carb diets result in ketosis. If you don't know what ketosis is, rather than burning glucose for energy, the body will start burning fats for energy and that will result in fat loss, therefore weight loss. That's ketosis. As a woman going through perimenopause, I have to understand the role that protein takes with fat loss and the role of whole foods rather than processed foods in my weight loss journey. That is just a standard because the rule of thumb for me and for many other women is that we need to increase our protein in order to alleviate or reduce some of the menopausal symptoms that we have. But also a high increase of protein also fills you up, therefore you eat less. Do you understand where I'm going with this? So protein is, of course, our best friends. Protein keeps you full. By including protein at each meal, you can help to control hunger and stay on track with your fat loss goals. Listen, it's quite simple. As we age, it's important to build muscle mass. As we age, we lose muscle mass. So it's important to build muscle mass. High protein diet can help preserve and build muscle mass during weight loss. Yeah. So go to the gym, do some resistance training to increase your bone density, increase your muscle mass. At the same time, increase your protein intake, which will also assist in building muscle mass and, of course, aiding weight loss. Vegetarians and vegans can still meet their protein needs by including plant-based protein sources like quinoa, lentils and stuff like that into their diet. The basics are to weigh and measure your foods and then plan your meals around your protein source then add vegetables and then your carbs it's always hard to get enough protein into the body i always supplement my diet with protein powders because you just can't get enough protein in sometimes the more protein you get in the more fat you add so you really have to be quite careful proteins are the first piece of the puzzle for weight loss in addition, regular exercise, stress management and sleep are all important for achieving and maintaining 
a healthy weight. Through reading and magazines and all that kind of stuff, there's always an emphasis on cutting carbs when all you have to do is up your protein intake. Leave the carbs as it is, up your protein intake. Of course, your carbs have to be manageable, but just increase the protein and you'll see a world of difference. Well, for me, increase the protein, increase your water intake. Ladies have at least three litres of water a day. Increase your protein and see what changes happen over the next two to three weeks. Building muscle will help you burn fat consistently. Muscle mass requires energy to maintain. Muscle is active tissue that requires energy. The energy used causes weight loss. It's just simple facts. The best macros for weight loss don't include cutting out any food groups at all. We keep things balanced around here. Always a balanced diet. Let's talk about whole foods. When I think of whole foods, I think of foods that have gone through minimal processing. Yeah, Vegetables, fruits, nuts and whole grains that have gone through the least amount of processing. Also animal foods as well. We are consistently bombarded with trending diets and food fads, but I like to ignore all of that and eat simple foods. Eating simple foods allows me to make healthy food choices. But to eat simply, it's not as easy as you might think. It's not as easy as having two food groups, processed and non-processed, because most foods have gone through some sort of process, whether it's washing, chopping, drying, freezing or canning, it's not always a bad thing. Freezing, for instance, freezing preserves the food's integrity for longer, which is different, of course, from canned foods or foods that are kept in syrup. This kind of process can reduce the nutritional goodness of foods altogether. So what is an example of whole foods? To be honest, the general rule of thumb for me is that there is no ingredient list. You turn over the packet, the ingredient list is, there's a few bits on there, right? If it does have an ingredient list, it's quite minimal and mainly other whole food ingredients are on the back. The benefits of whole foods, unprocessed foods tend to be rich in essential vitamins and minerals, antioxidants, phytochemicals and fibre. They are naturally low in saturated fat and salt and have been linked to lower occurrences of heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, obesity and certain types of cancer. This type of diet focuses on eating plant-based but it doesn't mean you have to become vegan or vegetarian, not at all. Meat and dairy is acceptable but the idea is to have it in moderation as opposed to every day. Eating this way allows you to eat less unhealthy fats like these trans fats and saturated fats. But eating healthy fats such as omega-3s, omega-6, omega-9 oils from fish, nuts and plants will do you the world of good. Also monounsaturated fat from avocados, almonds, cashews and peanuts are fantastic. Throw those down. Throw them down. If you'd like to have an experience of a whole food diet, just do it bit by bit in stages. So what I tend to do, or I'd like my clients to do, is food swap. So let's start off slowly. If you want to try this, what you can do, you can try replacing white bread with whole grain bread or sourdough bread. Also, rye bread is just as good. 
how about swapping fruit juice for whole fruit, an orange, an apple, something like that. A muesli bar with a handful of unsalted nuts or mixed nuts. Try replacing a sugary or fried breakfast with porridge, some honey and maybe some sliced banana. Slow steps. Take your time. It's been found that menopausal women can function better on a whole food diet. As we know, the body at a certain age goes through many metabolic changes, reduction in bone density, and we experience unpleasant symptoms such as hot flushes, poor sleep, brain fog, a whole food diet full of essential vitamins, minerals, antioxidants and fibre can help menopausal symptoms. It's a fact. Well, it has been proven, okay? If we also go further to limit added sugars, processed carbs, of course alcohol as well, caffeine and high sodium, high salt, check out spicy foods as well, be very careful, you will see that your symptoms can be reduced. Simple changes may make this important transition in your life so much easier. So just to round up, we've spoken about a balanced diet and what it is. We've spoken about nutrients and macros, macronutrients. We've spoken about calorie intake for men and women. We've spoken about protein, carbohydrate and fat deficiencies, which, to be honest, quite difficult to do in this country. We've spoken about whole foods and how whole foods react with women going through the menopause. And we've spoken about food swapping. Do check out my website, www.dnicefitness.co.uk, where I've got a freebie for you. You can download a few high protein diets. Try them out. Let me know how they taste. Let me know how you feel. I'll see you next week when we talk about macro counting. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. Please stay tuned for future episodes and do please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow me on Instagram at dnice.fitness. That's D-N-Y-C-E. Or via my website, dniceafitness.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you and if you have questions of your own or need advice about your health and well-being or womanhood in general, please do send them through my way and I'll respond directly and also in future episodes. This podcast has been brought to you by D-Nice Fitness and produced by the great team at the Podcast Boutique. I'm your host, Denise Campbell. Have a wonderful week. Until next time.